passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike J. He is Mike S. We are the Mikes on Mikes, and this is the best wrestling podcast you haven't heard of until right now. Before I even ask my other half, how's it going? I'll put it out there. I'm at home when I should be at work. Uh, so you might hear some children screaming. You might hear a wife screaming uh, at the children, or me, possible. Who knows? Uh, so this could be a little different, but. For the first time in 10 years at the company I've worked for, I got a snow day. Mike, how the hell is your day going? <laughs> um, Let's see. I kind of lobbed that softball up there I for you, sir. I drove to work yesterday. It usually takes me 25 minutes to get to work. Uh, it took an hour. Um, I had 9 out of 60 employees. Um. Hey, I'm just going to say this to you right now. If you had to go into work Thursday evening or Friday morning, please understand that your employer does not give a fuck about you. Straight up. <laughs> straight up. Straight up. Like, last night, my job, we probably made the smallest amount. Like, last night, my job said... The smallest amount of money that we could possibly make, because we did last night about a third of what we usually do in a night, right? Right. So my company made a choice, and they said, that small amount of money is more important to us than you not dying. So then I got off work at 1.30, chiseled my car out of ice in the parking lot um and drove again uh, i'd like to say an hour home but i left work at 1 30 i walked in my front door at 3 a.m um it wasn't a terrible drive uh the roads were shit but i was pretty safe uh the problem occurred when i got into the town that i live in i live mm -hmm. on one of the very last streets to get plowed. Um, but here's what the geniuses that plow the fucking streets do. They hit the main streets first and then come through and hit the side streets, right? So every right. side street, you'd think like after they plowed that main street, they'd at least like get the big pile of snow out front of the smaller street. No. No. No, they didn't. So I turned onto my street into a snowdrift and was stuck. <laughs> and then had to get out of my car with my snow scraper and dig my front tires out so that I could back out. That took about 15 minutes. Then I had to drive a giant loop around the town to get to the other side of my street. In the hopes that maybe that was a little bit easier to get down. Um, it was for a while. There was a turn. It had looked like it looked like uh, like a big truck had drove through, right? Mm -hmm. Like an F-150 or something. I was like, cool, man. I'll just follow their fucking tire tracks. About halfway down my street, those tire tracks 
turn into a driveway. And I oh, have no. no path now. Uh, I'm maybe 200 yards from my house. Nah, probably not even that. 100 yards from my house, at best. I get stuck. Uh, I go walk down to my house, grab a snow shovel, because I'm going fucking home. And I start to dig myself a path to my house. <laughs> a neighbor who was just getting home from work sees me digging this path to my house because I'm getting fucking home. And is like, hey man, let me give you let me help you give you a push, right? So we push and I get up out of that and my little four cylinder cobalt, I damn near blew the engine up. Getting <laughs> but but I got down my street and I got home. Uh, but I got stuck again, uh, kind of in front of my house, um, <laughs> kind of in the middle of the road, and I said, you know what? This is where we're at, and I left my car there. But I and, mean, you don't have you don't have to go back to work tonight, right? Today, right? Like, oh no, I have a couple to go hours. To, yeah, no, I definitely have to go to work today too. Yeah. <sighs> well. Yeah. Let me not credit because my company the too mayor much. Of Columbus is a giant fucking pussy and won't just call a level three. Every <laughs> other fucking county. Actually, this is the real bitch. Uh the county I live in borders on Franklin County, which is where Columbus, mm -hmm. Ohio, the mm -hmm. capital is. Uh, I work in Columbus. Um, my county and Franklin County, in which I work, are the only two counties. In the entire surrounding fucking area that aren't on a level three. Nice. Yeah. And if you have to drive through a level three, you're excused at work, right? Right. So, I, of course, am in one of the two counties where there's not a level three. Yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, definitely have to get back to work tonight. In a level two snowstorm, and then again drive home at one thirty in the morning. In a level two snowstorm, which is really a level three, just these two counties don't want to lose money. Let's be real; that's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I don't want to be—I don't want to defend my company too much because I'm going to be real. The probably the main reason I did not have to work today is because. We're based in Robinson, which is right outside of Pittsburgh, PA, and all of our product comes from Columbus, and guess what couldn't get to us last night? Our product, so it probably was more of a fact that we wouldn't have had anything anyway. Right. Not it was so much a, hey, we care about you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I legitimately <laughs> mean that. Like, if you live somewhere, or like, if you work somewhere that made you go into work yesterday, and that shit, like... Please know they don't give a fuck about you, man. If you think that your job gives yeah. a fuck about you and they made you come into work, that should have been the answer for you right there. I even sat at my startup yeah. meeting yesterday with my nine employees. I was like, hey, if you guys ever thought that this place gave a fuck about you, today should change your mind. <laughs> uh, well, something that maybe has changed some minds one way or another. It's a terrible transition. I don't really know what else to say, but it's the Royal Rumble, man. It happened last weekend. Um, 
I thought overall, I know you didn't watch it. I thought overall it was a, a good show. I will, however, agree with most of the uh, comments out there that the men's portion, at least, was pretty meh. I think meh is a good way to describe it, Mike. Yeah, seems to be what I'm hearing. I had, I have a friend who, I've uh, mentioned him on the show before. I don't think I've ever mentioned his name, and that's okay. But anyway, grew up, was, he was my wrestling friend, you know what I mean? Like, we became friends in, like, fifth grade and found out we both like wrestling, and it was, like, you know, best buds ever since. He keeps up, but doesn't watch. Uh, he knows what's going on, but doesn't watch other than catching clips here and there, and he's checked out stuff on Peacock now that the network's on Peacock, and he actually told me, I want to check out the Rumble since uh, it's on a Saturday, I don't have to pay for it, I'm like, hell yeah, man, and I asked him what he thought, and got pretty much the answer I just gave, it was pretty good other than that men's Rumble sucked. <laughs> Uh, so there's that. I do want to give props for a couple things. I thought that, okay, Seth Rollins and his S.H.I.E.L.D.-esque mind games were outstanding. I Next thought that level. was, okay, I watched that bit. Um, that was pretty fucking sweet. The only thing that would have took it to the next level would be if they could have somehow worked away. And, you know, I don't even like the guy. But if they could have worked a way to have Mox come out and make the save. Mm-hmm. When Seth was getting his ass kicked with the steel chair post-match, that would have been, like, there wouldn't have been a dome on that arena anymore, you know? Yeah. But, no, you know. No, I get... no, no way to do that, though. <laughs> I, yeah, probably not. Uh, the women's rumble, I enjoyed. I've seen people well, kind of pick that I mean, apart. But... I mean, look. Like, Mox would have been a suitable replacement, you know, because he looks a lot like the guy, but I don't know, man. We just really need to find out where Dean Ambrose went and what happened to him. Yeah, this is true. This is very, very true. Um, Not a fan of either, really. But anyway. Uh, you know what's funny you... is I was so dead-ass tired of Dean Ambrose. <laughs> So dead-ass tired of Dean Ambrose. And even when he showed up at AEW's Moxley, I was like, uh, fucking Dean Ambrose. But now I'm like, alright, yeah, John Moxley, fucking sweet. <laughs> it's it's all one and the same to me. But anyway, uh, give props where props is due as well. Uh, Mickey James coming out as Impact Mickey James, Impact Song. Impact title around a rip around her waist, uh, nameplate on the screen saying Impact Knockouts Champion. I just thought that was awesome. Thought it was a big deal. Uh, Impact actually showed footage from the Royal Rumble on their show, which I, I mean, this might be the only thing that ever comes of it. But even at that, I think it's pretty cool to see. Uh, it's historic either way. And she had a good showing. She got eliminated by Lita after being in a match for a decent amount of time. Uh, I don't know if this was just a make good. We're we're sorry about all that stuff that happened back in the day. Uh, (laughs) You know. But either way, I I think 
both sides held up their end. Mickey looked great, and I think WWE presented her in the best way they could, other than having her win, which we all knew wasn't going to happen, right? Right. Um, I did see some complaints online from female talent. Um, in all companies, you know. Right. I don't want to say like a shit ton of complaints, but I saw enough that it warranted this that we're talking about it. Um, about how Melina was used. Melina deserves more respect than that, blah, blah, blah. Here's my question. Does she? Well, yeah. What garners... Okay, first of all, active roster members have been tossed out in less time, right? Okay. That and... Okay. Um... You were glorified... Like, let's be real. She was a valet. Mm-hmm. She's a glorified valet, and you wrestled in the time, the worst possible ever time for women's wrestling in WWE, when literally all they yeah. did was pick beautiful women that were unathletic as fuck. Yep. And I guess I take this issue that, and here's the deal. I get it. Um, those, those ladies were the they had okay. Those ladies had to crawl so that Charlotte so that those those ladies had to crawl so that AJ and Paige could walk so that Charlotte and what up little man? <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> um so that dude is very happy today. Um I'm 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 uh, I'm sitting in their room because it's the furthest away from everything in the house, so he decided to take a trip, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, I, I get it. Those women, the divas, let's call them the divas, right? Right. They had to crawl so that AJ and Paige could walk, so that Charlotte and Becky could run, right? Right. I get that. But let's stop fucking acting like Melina and Kelly Kelly and Alicia Fox and the Bellas, uh were some fucking generational talents that need to be treated like Lita and fucking um, Trish Stratus, okay? They're not. Mm -hmm. They're not legends. None of these fuckers should be in the Hall of Fame. Not a single one of the names I just named except maybe Alicia Fox. Um, they weren't, like, like ain't nobody going back and, re like, like 15 years from now, people go rewatch Charlotte Flair. You fuckers can all hate her right now. Right. You can all fucking hate her all you want right now, but all we are in is the John Cena 2012 stage of her fucking career. You're all just Cena yeah, hating 100%. on her, and in fucking five, ten years, when she's on her way out the door, please believe you're going to be doing the same shit you did with John Cena, where you're going, fuck, man, I wish I'd appreciated her when she's here. Like, the yep, fact that people online on. can literally say that Charlotte's a shitty wrestler and believe that, <laughs> just says that you don't even fucking watch wrestling, right? Um, yep. So, uh, I, I get it that there's a place in WWE history for these women, but let's please stop acting like these are top ring fucking talents that are just out here getting eliminated from the Rumble. I mean, it's fucking, like, these, like, I'm sorry, if you, I, okay, if the only singles title you held in WWE was the butterfly belt. AJ Lee off to the side. It means you probably 
were a pretty shitty pro wrestler and were just there because you're pretty. And then let's bring AJ Lee back into it. She wouldn't even be able to hold a fucking candlestick to like Bianca Belair. Like, let's be real. AJ Lee, who was the best of that generation, realistically, yep. today, would be at best a mid-carder compared to some of these women, right? And that's no disrespect. Yep. I love AJ Lee, and she carried the women's division on her back. If anybody from that fucking diva's time should be brought back and treated with respect in a Royal Rumble, it's her. But all the rest of these chicks, they're just fodder. And they've always been fodder. And let's stop pretending like they weren't fodder. Yeah, and I, and I want to say, with her not being treated with respect, I mean, okay, again, she, Melina wasn't going to come in and win the Royal Rumble. She entered at number two and got her legit full entrance, which doesn't happen for anybody, right? Like, she got the carpet laid out. Like, she got the full full go entrance. Which is probably why they put her at number two. And then she was eliminated by Sasha Banks. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You got eliminated by one of the top, absolutely top tier women in the company. It's, right. It's not disrespectful. It, it's not disrespectful at all. And it's it's asinine to even think that it is. Mike, let's go to a quick break. We're going to round out the show in the way that we have been, well, since last week. Talk about a little, uh, uh, little clickbait, little, little dirt sheets, little, uh, what's going on in the sheet streets, right? Uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. What do you get when you mix the wit of Bobby Heenan, the knowledge of Jim Ross, and the tones of Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> Not this, but it's what we got. This is Drive-By. Hey, hey man, did you watch Boba Fett this week? <laughs> of course. Episode 6, so you saw it? Uh, oh, I saw it. Oh man, there's two lines I just want to talk about in this. They were both spoken by the same character, so it's enough. Uh... <laughs> I'm a friend of the family. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What? <laughs> and then later, you're so much like your father. So much like your father. Ah, <laughs> man. Oh, pulling, on, pulling on them nerdy heartstrings. Hitting you know? in all the feels. Although yep. telling me I'm a lot like my father would be a bit worrisome for me. Um, I thought his look was kind of like. Huh? Well, he, he gave a he gave a look that like because I watched it back a couple times. He gives this look that's like worrisome, yet also like he's happy to hear that. You know what I mean? Like right. And yep. then, um, motherfucking Cad Bane. Yep. Are y'all serious? He looked so fucking creepy in live action i couldn't yes, believe he it did. motherfucking so, i'm actually for the first time going through the clone wars i've never watched a cartoon until recently because mm-hmm. a friend of mine said trust me it's good you need it to is. watch it to get some backstory stuff i'm like okay 
So I've been working through, I'm in, I think I'm towards the end of season five. So when that scene happened, I like, you see someone walking in the distance Dude, and you can't, I, I you knew see. As, I knew as soon as I saw him walking in the distance, I was like, fuck, that's Cad Bane. Well, when it was all kind of heat wavy, I couldn't really tell. But once it was to the point where you could make out, there was an exaggerate, exact, I don't know, an extremely large or oversized cowboy hat, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I thought, oh shit. And I couldn't remember his name, but I said, oh shit, that's the freaking bounty hunter from Clone Wars. And then boom, I was right. <laughs> I was like, oh shit's about to go down. Uh, yes or no. Uh, Cod Vance is dead. Yeah, he's dead. You think he's dead? I think he's not. I think he's dead. And the only reason I think he's not is because I don't know that you bring in a guy like Timothy Oliphant for that. Uh, I think you could get a lot more mileage out of him. I think maybe uh, there was a little foreshadowing with that. You should have kept your armor. Maybe he has something under his shirt. I could be wrong. I hope I'm not wrong. I, I don't want him to be dead. But, I don't either, but I think he is. I, you may be right. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm actually in a little dilemma. I'm going to try to fix this weekend because my oldest, who is six, watched the very first season with me when it first came out. Of course, he was young, doesn't really remember much now. So he's been watching Boba Fett with me. And after I watch, I always watch him before I watch him with him, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um,. When this episode aired, I was like, oh, shit, I can't let him watch this because he's got to see. Like, I want to see the surprise. You know what I mean? From season two. Yeah. And I'm like, until I came home yesterday, I'm like, buddy, we're going to watch some Mandalorian. We're not watching Boba Fett because I usually watch it on Friday night. Why not? I said, buddy, just trust me. You have to wait and you will be rewarded. And he was a little upset, but he's like, but we can watch Mandalorian. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, OK. <laughs> it's all a guy in a helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, something that has been in the sheets. Uh, we're going to take right off the bat for uh, clickbait cliff notes here, Mike. And there's a lot to unpack here. So I'll go with the main headline. Shane McMahon has quietly been released from WWE. Okay. So first... This is from our this headline specifically comes from one of our favorites. We all know who that is. You know what's wild to me is that Ringside News broke this whole story. If it but th this is the thing like is this a story because first they reported that Shane was a producer on the Rumble Men's Rumble match and changed a bunch of things and pissed a bunch of people off and blah, blah, blah. But Shane has been a producer on the last three Rumbles. So. Okay, but hold on. So, then shortly after that, Sean Ross said... Well, I just want to state had, that there's facts behind Shane being one of the producers on the Rumble. That is a factual thing. Shane has been part of the last three Rumbles, so... Has has been, but like I'm saying, Sean Rassep sent out a tweet with a list of all the matches, all the producers. Shane is nowhere to be found on air. So, that was a little confusing, and then he was saying, he being Sean Rossep, 
that he could not confirm the news that Shane McMahon had been released from WWE, but from a source, he was told it's very likely. And then he actually gave credit to Ringside News, saying they've been very good with the Shane news lately. And I'm like, but you just literally said they were wrong about him being a producer with the other tweet you sent. So it's all kind of contradicting. This also comes, like what, a week or two weeks on the heels of news in the sheets that Shane McMahon's going to be on Raw permanently and have a new, you know, a new role on screen on Monday Night Raw and blah, blah, blah. It's all a little weird, but the weirdest thing that I that I'm taking from this, and I want to get your opinion on this, Mike. The last that I ever heard about Shane before any of this was that he was just taking a break and he was not there. He has no contract, so it's not a big deal. So how do you release someone that doesn't have a contract? Who's also the son of the owner. Okay. So this is my thoughts. I'm guessing that Shane works on some kind of uh, pay-or-play deal, right? Um, yeah, he's paid when he's there. Yeah, okay. Um, so there was no contract to release, but it does sound like they probably just were like, hey, stop coming back. So here's what I found this yesterday, Mike. This is via Wade Keller of the PW Torch. And Wade's like a... And I want to describe him a slightly more credible, less assholey than Dave Meltzer. Uh, he tends to not make shit up anymore, and he tends to only report when he gets pretty, uh, you know, confirmed, <coughs> uh, confirmed news from his sources. But anyway, he says Shane McMahon disagreed with plans Vince wanted to do for the Raw after the Rumble and had a problem with how he was going to be framed going into the Elimination Chamber. That led to Vince having enough and canceling all the plans they had. I mean, that makes way more sense to me. It's like, hey, we're just not going to do that. So, in turn, does Shane need to be there? Probably not. Uh, was he released and done with WWE? I don't actually think that's the case. Do I think he's going to show up on uh, Rampage? No. <laughs> like, I think people are trying to turn this into something bigger than it is. Uh, is there tension in the family? Maybe. Does this mean Triple H could be fired too? I don't think so. Uh, I just, you know, it's one of those stories where everyone's trying to take the little bits and pieces they heard and spin it into something that... Maybe it just says what it is. It's like plans change, pal, and we don't have anything for you. You can go home now. Um, I think the story probably lies somewhere in the middle, right? It always does, right? Uh, to me, Shane probably rubs some people the wrong way, right? Yep, um, I, I, I can believe that 100%. Let's be real, the last time Shane was working for this company, before this break, whole lot of different people there, right? Yep. Whole lot of different people. And I'm talking backstage specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that these new people, and I'm more talking about Nick Khan, 
Um, probably don't care much. Let's be real. If you're Shane McMahon and Stephanie McMahon to an extent, both probably, you probably walk around these halls, the WWE halls, with a bit of a pep in your step, right? Right. Um, be hard not to, right? Uh, and I hate to really say this, but are we really aware of Shane McMahon ever having worked for anything? I, I mean, the I mean, we've that... all, we've all listened to the podcast, and we know that Shane was putting together rings and blah blah blah, and Vince had him sitting in on meetings and shit. But did he have to work for any of that? I mean, he worked. He didn't have to work for it, but he did work. And the did company okay. That... Let's compare him to Stephanie. Did he work for it? Look, we all know Vince prefers Stephanie. Look, we all know that because. <laughs> But let's like no. Let's step Look aside at from that. Look at the birthday tweets. Look at the birthday tweets. Let's step aside from all that, right? Let's step aside mm-hmm. from all that. One of these people has put in the fucking work, and clearly puts in a shit ton of effort into this company. One of them shows up intermittently whenever he feels like it. Um, right. And I'm only saying this as an outsider looking in, um, but I would assume that Shane's been on sabbatical for a while, and he probably came in with his normal Shane attitude like he does. And I'm not saying it's a bad attitude or a good attitude. I'm not speaking one way or the other, right? I'm just saying Shane came in being Shane, and the backstage ain't the same backstage as when Shane left, right? Right. No, I I get it. it. And I'm betting that probably no one's wrong in this scenario. You know what I mean? But it's probably more like Shane being Shane... And things being different now. And I would bet that Shane... And and let's be real. Shane probably does come in and throw around a lot of fucking ideas for things. That's what his job is, right? Yep. Um, So he probably does throw around a lot of ideas. But that ain't how Nick Khan in this new regime really does things, right? This is just all hypothetical speaking for me. Um, And I'm betting that... There was a butting of heads as far as how we do things now versus the Shane way, right? Yep. And that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm honestly thinking happens. That no one was really wrong or right in this scenario. There was just simply a butting of heads on a differing of opinions. The way things are done now aren't the same as when Shane was here last time and likes to do things. And... Uh, let's play with the rumors that he booked this rumble. Um, let's just play with him a little bit. If he booked this rumble, he's got to fucking go, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty underwhelming. Right, I mean, like, he's got to fucking go. I didn't watch it, but, like, I've heard, like, most people have described it to me as a bottom five all-time rumble, possibly bottom three. It it was not a good match. It was just uh, uh, there was, way too they, there way was, too paint by numbers. There was no time structure. I heard like the ninety I, seconds was just kind of like maybe it was sixty seconds, maybe it's one hundred twenty I mean, seconds. They do they, that happens all the time. That's, I know, I know, but I heard it was pretty egregious this year. Um, uh, the final people in the match, 
Um, and then there's a lot of outliers that just weren't anybody's fault. Um, the Kofi spot. That's Kofi's fault, right? right? Um, Shit happens. That just needs to stop anyway. <laughs> that needed to stop eight fucking years ago. Like, it's just, it's, 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 it's like the Dean Ambrose getting clotheslined out of the ring, but not really. Skin in the cat or whatever the fuck they want to call it. Mm. It's like, bro, okay, man, like, you can stop doing this now. It's so horribly fucking repetitive. Um, so I don't know if maybe it's like that, but like, I honestly just think that Shane and the new regime WWE just didn't mesh. Yeah, I, 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 and I also, I don't think it's the last we see of him. I'm sure he'll pop up again at some point in time. Uh, let's However, throw into this. I will say that everyone's saying that there were plans for him for Mania and everything. Uh-huh. That makes this all a bit weird, doesn't it? Uh... Like, like, you're not going to throw away, like, your Mania plans. Just, unless, like, someone did, unless it was, like, egregious, you know what I mean? I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, But we plans... don't know if any of that. If they hadn't started, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you really throwing anything away? Yeah. Like if they were if they legit were supposed to start after Rumble that that yeah. Monday Night Raw for this elimination yeah. chamber and then they didn't do it, they're not really throwing that much away. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing you have to keep in mind, you know, when it comes to the whole Rumble and everything, like you know, people were mad that Brock won. And I'll say this, am I mad that Brock won? No. My, my my opposition to it is that Brock doesn't need to win anything to go for any title in his company. Hasn't had that had a need for that in a long time. He's Brock freaking Lesnar, right? So could you have had someone else win it? Yes. That's, but here, here, okay, that's my here, general complaint about Brock winning also is that there's a dozen different ways to get Brock and Roman to right. happen. And, and right. none of them involve the fucking Rumble, right? Right, but here's the thing. Here Here's the catch, Mike. So... If we rewind, and I'll fill you in, because I know, again, you're not super on top of WWE stuff, but we were going to have Brock and Roman, and then Roman got COVID. So that match was scrapped. And that's why Lesnar was in the WWE title match and won the WWE championship. And then that had... So, like, and Seth, supposedly, if the rumors were true, was actually supposed to beat Roman for the Universal Championship. Which I'm sure would have been some Brock interfered or Paul something would have happened, right? Because we're gonna keep Roman strong. Mm-hmm. They had to shift everything around because of COVID, because of Roman getting sick and not being able to be there to have this Brock Lesnar match. Uh, they also had to shift stuff around because of the Jeff Hardy incident, because he was supposed to be Roman Reigns's Rumble opponent, if you believe what we're being told. So they've literally had two things happen in this whole lead-up that had to shift everything around. And from what I've been told, they had zero idea going into this what the WWE title picture was going to look like for uh, the Rumble. So they had penciled in, like, I know there was a story that Riddle was supposed to win. That's not true. Uh, It's supposedly, again, all of this is supposedly being reported that 
Brock had been the winner of the Rumble for like two and a half, three weeks before the Rumble started. Like they already knew that because they weren't quite sure what they were doing with the WWE Championship yet for WrestleMania. Yeah. So they wanted to do this, get this set up, and do the plans with Roman and Brock and everything they had planned out for that and get that back on track. So unfortunately, the Rumble kind of took a back seat and it was used to set that up. And when you kind of roll all that into it, I get it. I don't still, I mean, it doesn't make me like, oh, well, then I should like this match better. No, it was a bad Rumble. But shit happens and we just roll forward, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like we always do. Just gotta keep on moving forward. Huh? Exactly. And speaking of rolling forward, Mike, more news. WWE has reported $1.095 billion in revenue really in 2021. <laughs> the highest in company history, Mike. But they are on death's door, according to the IWC. Oh, man, they're just shut down every day. And, like, you know, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm part of the IWC, but, like, I'm not a fucking idiot. And, I mean, the only real takeaway I have from this, well, the two, one I just gave you, and the other is it does suck when you see all these releases and they are always, oh, it's budget cuts. It's not budget cuts. It's a matter of we're, I mean, they can cite it as that. It's not like they need to tighten up their budget. It's more of a we're going to tighten up our budget and we don't need you right now. And that's all it is. Uh, I still, again, is this because of a pending sale or other? Th I don't know. Nick Khan has mentioned on the call recently. I think it was uh, Friday or I think it was Thursday when they had the call that they're going to be doing the same thing they've done with Peacock and what they did with Disney Plus in wherever we talked about last week, I don't even remember, uh, and sell these streaming rights to other companies, and they're going to make even more money. Because he already said, we're going to do that, and we're going to take the highest bidder, and that's who we're going with. Uh, this company is going to continue to make money hand over fist. TV rights are coming up, and they are basically just LOLing, lolling, as people say, about the idea of the money they're going to make on this like next deal. Why would you get better as a product? You don't need to. Like, that's the thing, I guess, that maybe we as fans all need to understand. is It just seems the worse they get, the more money they're making. It's because they've built a brand. So, they're a brand. Um, wow. It's not ever going to get better. Because um, it, it doesn't have to. Well, here's the thing. No, nah, man, like, that's pretty much it, right? Right? Let's be real. Let's be real. The last, okay, three years has gotten significantly worse. But they make significantly more money. Like, the last three years, the quality of the product has drastically fallen think, off the map. But I don't like, think... But hold like, on. But hold on, let me finish my statement. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> the amount of money that they make has drastically yeah. skyrocketed. But I don't think that they're like, oh, look, our product isn't what it used to be and we're making more money. Let's keep doing that. I think the problem is 
they don't have a... The problem is that to them, more money equates a good product. Well, that, and they don't have a metric that's telling them the product isn't good. And I, I don't think that they're... Like they're clearly not like let's just make the shittiest product ever because they have the potential. No, to I, I'm not saying that, the, but I the think the problem the problem is they're making money while putting out this yes, product, so yes. there's no like incentive in their mind to change it because they don't know it's bad. And everyone says, "Oh, just don't watch it." That's not going to do anything either, guys. Like these deals are <laughs> for three years, five. Like they're making money. What? And I don't think. I mean, the shows have been pretty decent recently. I know you don't watch, and that's cool, whatever. But, like, the people that can actually watch and not watch with F this company in their mind, like, you can get enjoyment out of it. I don't like everything that's on that TV, trust me. But there's definitely things that are still good. Um, but, again, sometimes you got to look at it as this is... And always has been, in essence, a variety entertainment-style show. It's not a sports-based show. It's a entertainment show based around a sport. And you're not going to... Like, everything's not going to hit for you, because not everything is designed for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I saw this video on TikTok. Well, it's like not everything on AEW hits for me. You well, know what yeah, I mean? exactly. Like, not and everything on... Say. I've never watched... I'm not going to say I've never watched, but it's rare that I've watched a wrestling show that everything's hit for me. Right. And, and that's the thing. Like, And WWE is a prime example of that in a show that you think is just about wrestling. But like I said, like I watched this video on TikTok, and you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about when I bring this up, Mike. I'm hoping our listeners do too. But... It was a guy, and he was explaining the... I don't understand why they had to do this scene, and they're talking about the scene in Endgame when all the women come together. You know the scene I'm talking about, right? Yeah. That some neckbeers out there were like, oh, you show how tough the women are, and this is stupid, right? I mean, I don't... It was pandering. Let's be real. Well, hold on. So the guy said... I don't think it was stupid. It was a nice scene, right. but it was pandering. But what, what he said, he said... I, I'm so tired of trying to explain this, and he's got the sh- scene playing, and it's you can tell he's like filming his TV, and then as soon as it happens, he pans down, and he's got his little daughter sitting there watching it, and she jumps up and cheers, and he mm-hmm. said, that's why. It wasn't for yep. you. It was for her. Shut up and move on. And it, and that's the thing. Like, you're not going to like everything on a three-hour Raw, but mm-hmm. there's going to be some things you like, and some things are going to be for your little son or your little daughter or someone who doesn't like the awesome you know 20 15 20 minute match that they just had but liked the scene where they had a food fight in the back it just is what it is you know what i mean and i think we all need to start accepting that because like you said not everything on aew hits for you too no i Uh, mean like joe liked the bobby lashley lana story and hates danhausen so like (laughs) fuck you joe like yeah no, yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, Goldberg vs. Roman is being touted. I don't know if it's been officially announced by WWE, but uh, for the Elimination Chamber, Mike, I only bring this up because uh, you actually, right before we recorded this in our group chat, basically, do I want to say you defended this, Mike? Do you want to explain yourself? 
look. <laughs> all I'm saying is, is okay. First of all, let me say that any use of Bill Goldberg in the year 2022 is is awful. Okay, <laughs> it's it's no. bad. It's it's a bad well, choice. It's a bad. I choice. I don't disagree. I've never been. Um, a I wasn't a Goldberg fan in 1998. So, uh, I liked the initial run. Um, I wasn't cool with him beating Perry Saturn for the U.S. title. I did not like that. Um, I did not like him standing up out of a rings of Saturn and turning it into a jackhammer. <laughs> Admit, which was admittedly cool as fuck, but still. Um, I liked Perry Saturn, and I did not want to see him run through him. Uh, but, um, okay, so let's get that out of the way. Any use of Goldberg in 2022 is bad booking. However, one, it's the Chamber. The Chamber ain't about nothing but getting us to Mania, right? That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the whole... And for some guys... Like, there's some guys that it's pretty telegraphed what their plots are and their stories, right? There ain't no way right. Roman and Brock aren't fighting at Mania now, right? Right. For guys like that, the Elimination Chamber is just like, it's just a paragraph in the chapter. You know right. what I mean? Like, yep. there's some guys the Elimination Chamber will be the whole story. Some guys it'll be the whole chapter. It'll be a chapter in their journey, right? But it's just a paragraph on the road to WrestleMania chapter uh, for Roman Reigns. So with that knowledge, Brock has prior history with Goldberg. Yep. Um... Were we not... Have we had a Goldberg-Roman match already? Or were we not... We were supposed to have it at Mania. I Yeah, this, the that's Le- what I was That was thinking. the leukemia year, right? Um, I'm or was it, sure. Okay. So, or was it the COVID year? It's it's one or the other. It might okay. have been the COVID year. I think it was the COVID it, year because that's when... Because uh, that's how... That's when uh, McIntyre stepped in. Didn't he beat Goldberg? Yeah, he bought he beat Goldberg right because or did yes. He, or did okay, he, hold or on, did he... time out, time out. Here we go. I think weren't we supposed to get because they Goldberg, were selling Roman, it's Goldberg and Roman, then, and they were like spear versus spear. That was like but, the thing. But didn't didn't it end up with uh, Braun Strowman versus? That's Goldberg? who it was. That's who it was because McIntyre took on Bobby Lashley. Yep. Okay. There we go. Because we had that we had that weird Miz switcheroo. Um, There it was. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And that and that was the last time I watched WWE. Um, (laughs) So it's all Goldberg's fault, is what you're saying? No, but that was essentially pretty much like the last time I really watched anything in WWE. (laughs) Um, But okay. So so what we've got. Um, for this match that is just a way to get us to WrestleMania and enhance things, you've got Goldberg taking on Roman. So you're getting this match that you didn't get to have. So they've mm-hmm. got prior history. You can do your whole spear versus spear thing. 
Romans mm-hmm. is better. Um, neither of them are as good as a gore. Um, uh, and then Roman or Brock and Goldberg have prior history. So I mean, honestly, like as a storytelling device, this is pretty fucking good. Um, they're like for the terrible situation that we're in of Bill Goldberg being used at all. I mean, it's not a bad way to go if you're just trying to tell a little extra story for the Brock Roman thing. I mean, he's got prior history. There's a match that never happened, so you can put that to bed. Uh, Roman putting down Goldberg is going to look pretty damn good going into Mania. I mean, regardless of that, we all know that Bill Goldberg ain't shit in the ring anymore. Never was shit, but he certainly ain't shit now. Um, putting him down is still going to be a big feather in the cap, you know. Right. Um, this is not a bad choice. This is not a bad choice. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, I really, honestly, the more I think about it, this might be the best match you could have for Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber. And let's not forget that motherfucker's in Saudi Arabia. Some people refuse to work Saudi Arabia. Um, they love Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. He's the only yep. Jew they like at <laughs> all in Saudi Arabia. And they fucking yeah. love him. I'm pretty sure they don't even know he's Jewish. Um, but they fucking love him there. And let me tell you, if you do not know about Saudi Arabia, they are they are not fans of the Jews. Um, they are not. They are not. Uh, so, uh, you know, this <laughs> is uh, good booking. <laughs> I think. I, I mean, ah, this is I, good. This is good booking. I'm not. I've never been a fan of Goldberg. I mean, I, I mean, I th- originally went from like, okay, yeah, this is like, I mean, if you got to use Goldberg, like, this is the way to use him. But now I'm like, holy shit, this is like the perfect guy to have for this. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, not not a fan, never have been. Uh, I mean, what would you rather have? Would you rather have Roman beat Kevin Owens in a meaningless match? Right. Is right. that what you'd rather have? Like, would you rather have gonna... Sami Zayn get fucking squashed by Roman? Would you rather yes. Would you rather Jeff Hardy lose? Would you rather Ricochet lose this match? Would you rather anybody that you like? Would you rather Matt Riddle lose this match? Would you rather Randy Orton lose this match? Would you rather exactly. uh, on a bus do you cuss Green Eggs and Ham shit, man? Like, do, like honestly, like who would you rather have lose right here? Or right. or Maybe this guy that we don't like. And I saw, like, you know, AJ made some comments. Like, you could use Goldberg to put someone else over. You could, but, like, but, like, that's not going to be as, like, profitable storyline-wise as this will. And Goldberg ain't going to fucking put someone over in Saudi, bud. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The only reason he's losing to Roman is because Roman kind of looks like them. Um... (laughs) 
I thought Roman was Persian the first time I saw him. All right. Swear to God. The first time the shield came out, I thought Roman Reigns was Persian. I didn't know who he was. Um, when I started watching NXT, it was in that weird time period where they had removed him and Ambrose from the roster in preparation for the shield call up. So I didn't know who they were at all. And I really, I swear to God, I was like, dude, this Persian motherfucker looked crazy. Um, straight up. So, um, like, there's nothing wrong with being racially ambiguous. Fuck, man. Pete Davidson's racially. Fuck, I'm racially ambiguous. I mean, goddamn. I look, uh, Asian sometimes. Like, I got asked if I was half Asian, like, every day till I was, like, 18 years old. Yeah, uh, I still uh, get asked if, that. I don't if, want to talk about if, it. <laughs> if I have a tan, if I have a tan, people ask me if I'm Hispanic. During the winter, people like you, the whitest motherfucker I've ever met. Um, some people are racially ambiguous. It is what it is. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you got anyway. Point is. Goldberg ain't going to lose this match. The only person conceivably that Goldberg's going to lose a match to in Saudi Arabia is Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. Or maybe, I don't know, like, the Saudis have, like, weird requests, like Andre the Giant, shit like that. Um, Could show up, you never know. Uh, so, you know, like, uh, it's just, this is the perfect use of it. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Uh... I don't have an argument for it. Like I said, I, I'm not I'm not a Goldberg fan. Never have been. Uh, but you know what? You need you need a draw for you need something for them over there, right? You need someone to take an L to Roman. And yeah, who else would you rather it be? Um, no, I'm good with this. And hopefully, hopefully, they can make a story out of it. You know, so it is what it is, Mike. Do you have anything for us to wrap this show up today, good sir? Uh, I have another top ten list from what culture? Thank God. Let's do it. Also uh, announced this week, um, one hour ago actually, uh, the next unsanctioned pro show, 326-22. Former unsanctioned pro, hardcore champion. Uh, Lexus Montez, one of my favorite indie workers, uh -oh. is taking on Alex fucking Shelley. Uh oh. At unsanctioned. What? That is fucking nuts. Nuts. And uh, tonight is the unsanctioned pro podcast. Uh, 740's Shep is going to be a guest on there. So you guys should take a listen to that. Just throwing that out there. Um, yeah, just just saying. I'm about to subscribe to their Patreon so I can listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, subscribe to the Patreon so you can listen to it. Subscribe to our Patreon. Fuck anybody's Patreon until we get one. Yeah. And then, and then subscribe to ours. You can all yeah. suck my dick and kiss my ass. Then we go get yeah. that. Yeah. Patreon pay. Anyway, so <laughs> I've got um, 10 matches. Hold on. I told you you were going to love this title. 10 matches. <laughs> AEW did better than WWE. Oh, dear God. Here we go. Number 10. Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager. 
Um, okay. So we're comparing. Um, this is okay. See, and this like first one right here is why like it's so ridiculous, right? Uh. So we're gonna compare Hager versus Rhodes on the first ever Revolution pay per view, and right. In 2020, mm-hmm. right? So we're going to compare mm-hmm. a pay-per-view match between Hager and Rhodes against a main event, WWE main event match from 2013 with Goldust versus Jack Swagger. We're literally going to compare <laughs> a pay-per-view <laughs> match to a D-tier television program match. Like... Well, fucking duh. Like, fucking duh. I mean, the AEW match was better. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking duh. <laughs> okay. So, we're gonna now compare... Um, uh, Tay Conti versus Santana oh, Garrett uh, from NXT 2019. Uh, yeah, uh, to their buy in battle. So again, again, okay, the buy-in is a pay-per-view pre-show, right? Yeah. But we're going to compare it to a regular normal TV episode. Um, and the opening match on it as well, uh, or the second match on the NXT show. Uh, they were right. in the first quarter hour. So... <laughs> They were the set. They were probably the first match or second match. And um, that was and also, that was when they were first. That was when they were first exactly on what TV, I'm about to right? Say. They both were green as grass. And that was like NXT's debut on USA, and it was a terrible match. Terrible match. Terrible match. It looked like neither one of them knew what in the hell they were doing. Jaded you to her for years. You still don't think <sighs> she's a viable talent because of that. I mean, it's not because of that. I don't. I don't. I, no, I mean, I you can't say she she's... hasn't drastically improved in the ring. She's having good quality matches now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hated to. I hated to. You know, I did. I was right there with you, bud. But I mean, uh, she's putting on quality for AEW Women's Division. Um. We can agree anyway, so we're gonna compare these two women at the basically the start of their careers to now, three years down the road in a pay per view match. Okay. Again, the AEW match was better. Now we have Cody Rhodes versus Jake Hager. We're uh, comparing the 2020 Fighter Fest to um, let's see, uh, uh, just. Any any match they had, there's no specific date. Just compared it to uh, uh, 
the likes of any of the outings they had on SmackDown and Super. Literally, this is the Eclipse the Duo's previous WWE outings on the likes of SmackDown and Superstars. So again, comparing a title match, a title match, a pay-per-view title match. To any match. To literally any match these guys had on regular TV. And you're going to, again, invoke Superstars. Again, the AEW match was probably better. Yeah, Um, and should have been, let's be real. John Moxley versus Brody Lee. Um, so they're going to say that they're double or nothing. They're comparing the double or nothing title match, um, to Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harper, uh, Extreme Rules Street Fight in 2015. Um, this is the first time that they've had adequate comparisons. Mm Mm-hmm. I have nothing to say about this. I thought the TNT match was, or the um, AEW match, again, I thought that match was better uh, than the Extreme Rules match. Uh, if I recall, that match went on for way too long. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is the first adequate comparison we've had. CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. Hmm. Um... Uh, we're comparing that to, I don't know, any time they've ever had a match ever, apparently. It, that's one of those matches where you're like, I mean, did they feud? I don't remember. I don't recall. So it's like, does it matter? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going back and comparing that. Like, yeah. Are they going to um, fight again in AEW? Yeah. Probably not. Probably like, not. Does but, it, like, it doesn't, like... I don't know. You just that one's just kind of just pulling. I found two people that used to wrestle in a company. Uh, you know what I mean, right? Right. Uh, Pack versus John Moxley. Um, this is um, obviously their title match, um, and then. Uh, they're comparing it to a U.S. championship match that was held on NXT when Ambrose defended against Adrian Neville. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Again, on that was when it was on Hulu, right? Yeah, it was a pretty good match. Um, this was the early days of NXT, back before all you... Right. F- back before all you fuckers <laughs> came in and... <laughs> Started acting like it was the best thing in the fucking that had ever happened to wrestling, and since sliced bread, uh, uh huh. So, um, yeah, yeah. Do you guys know what Big E's first gimmick is? No, you fucking don't. Do you know that he had a last name? It was Langston. Langston. Do you know what his gimmick was? It was a five count. Five count. Five count. And I know you know that, because I told you that a hundred times. But do you fuckers know that? No. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Um, and I wasn't even there since the beginning. But I don't know anybody that's that watched it before I did, so I'm going to continue to act fucking high and mighty <laughs> until some fucking supermarket puts me in my place. <laughs> 
Um, was the AEW match better? Probably. I don't know, man. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. I do remember watching the match and enjoying it. Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes. Um, this is the Stardust versus Goldust match. And then uh, we're comparing this to the uh, match where they beat the shit out of each other in AEW. Um, I don't want to, I don't know, I don't know. These might be valid comparisons. Um, I don't even remember the Stardust Goldust match. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure that they're valid comparisons, but I mean, yeah, man, they, they, they did something special with the AWN. I mean, I think anyone that would disagree with that is just being a, a homer, right? Yeah. So, I, it, it's fair, I guess, a fair comparison there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the AEW match was better. You know, I have noticed a theme here, though. The AEW <laughs> match has been better. But, with that said, a lot of these have been invalid comparisons. So, right. uh, you know, I'm not fucking homering it up here, but I'm just saying. The AEW matches have been better. Uh, number three, Chris Jericho versus John Moxley. And they're comparing um, the Revolution 2020 main event to uh the mitch the plant uh feud you know right uh i don't remember but i'm gonna go ahead and assume the AEW match was better um (laughs) i don't remember either i have i almost like to go back and watch both because it's weird when you think like physically Jericho was better than, right? Yeah. Like he's younger, he's in better shape, but Mox maybe wasn't doing his best work and then you can flip it around, so I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to check that out and I can't make a call on that one. Yeah, I I I can't make a call on that either. Uh, number two, Cody Rhodes versus Chris Jericho, and they're comparing this to Double or Nothing and Full Gear 2019, um, both matches, to, uh, you know, some matches on SmackDown and Main Event. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, again, probably not fair comparisons. Number one, super interesting choice, super interesting choice. Brian Danielson versus Miro. Um, they are comparing their um, their their AEW match against uh, a SmackDown match they had for a Money in the Bank ladder spot, ladder match spot. And what was the, what was the uh, one in AEW? Where did that take place? Um, was that Full Gear? I 
It was um, it was the number one contender match they had. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah, get you. I, yes, it yes, was yes. Um, not full gear. It was. It was. Yeah, it was full gear. It. No, it was, was it full, full gear? gear. Yeah, because okay. it was to be. Because then that the winner was um, Hangman's first contender. Okay, so I mean, I guess you could say I, they both had stakes in each match, right? Yeah. But one was on SmackDown, one was on a pay per view. Yeah. So, not quite the same. Yeah. It's a weird list, man. Yeah. I I mean, and again, this can also go to the different flavors of ice cream, man. Like, what kind of wrestling do you like? What kind of match style do you like? Uh, it's it's weird. It's and I don't think some of the comparisons are. Are fair, but I mean AEW is the best, so they probably did have all the better matches. <laughs> oh, and that's the top ten for this week. <laughs> oh, is there anything else you want to say to these fine fine people before we get out of here and you walk uh, twenty miles uphill in snow both ways to work? No, but I do have to go dig my fucking car out in the middle of the street. That sounds like no fun at all, man. Uh, yeah, man, because they did actually plow my street, but like I'm kind of like parked in the middle of the street a little bit, like <laughs> kind of stuck. Uh, well, you be safe. Good luck to you. And guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week. Oh, hey, Mike. Before we go, go. Did did I know you heard the interview? Uh uh Enzo. Backyard in the spring so we can get his rap career no. uh no. reinvented re, no. re, 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 no. Re, no. Come on, man. No. 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 Bro, you he's mean you don't want to my... hear this Bro, he shit in my backyard. Okay, look. If I get him a porta potty sixteen times. You counted. Yeah. I counted how many of his shits I had to scoop up and throw into my fucking neighbor's yard over the fence. But it's a but it's a new Enzo rap song. Bro. He shit. Okay, <sighs> I tell you what. I'll let Enzo live in my backyard if you let him come take 16 shits in your backyard right now. I mean, that's not going to happen. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, all right, uh-huh. all right. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. How you think Special K is going to react to that? How you think my wife handled yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, no. I see yeah. your point. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> Never. Never again. Never again. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And... Follow us on Twitter at DriveByPod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.